Hello and welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I am your host, Brady Fitzgerald, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Hagan. How's it doing? Doing fantastic, Chris. Before we get into any sports, I got to see the Mario movie on Wednesday, opening day. God, I give me one sec. All right. Opening day. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, I have a mustache. Uh, I dressed up. My, I got my girlfriend to dress up as Luigi. It was, uh, it was pretty spectacular. My mom said that you look like Mario. I, oh, I, yeah. They, Saw your Twitter. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I really wanted to, to look the part um, and, you know, be, be the Italian self <laughs> that I am. But the movie itself, I got to say, and it's going to sound biased because, you know, I literally dressed up as Mario. But I I thought it was fantastic. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was actually fantastic. It was a it was a great animated family movie. It was funny. I thought they used all the 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 video game items organically and naturally, um, which sometimes it, that like forcing some of the video game concepts and video game movies always what makes it clumsy. But hmm. I thought it was all pretty natural, pretty uh, pretty good and. My, my one critique, honestly, is it felt like the ending just kind of showed up. Felt like they could have used 20 more minutes, 15 more spoilers, minutes. For this spoilers, there's spoilers. Yeah, I know. I want to go see it. Okay. I know, I know. Um, sure. No, and when you see it, we'll do a, we'll do a spoiler review. I think yeah. that, that should be, that should, we should be doing what we're doing. I am, I am very excited to go see it. Yeah. Who, you say, who was the, uh, like, the star? Who was the best performance, do you think? I mean, Chris Pratt does a great Mario. I really liked Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong. Okay. I thought Seth I Rogen did an absolutely fantastic Wait, job. He's Donkey Kong. It's Jack Black is Bowser, right? Yep. Great Bowser. Harley Day. As Luigi. Luigi? Yep. Who's Toad? Um, uh, Key from Key and Peele. Okay. That's pretty... I was thinking that Charlie Day would have been better as Toad. But I guess he, that works, too. He, he turns out he's a good Luigi. He's a good Luigi. They uh, they play into the factor of um, you know, like have you ever seen like ever played Luigi's Mansion ever when he, Luigi's always portrayed mm-hmm. as like the scaredy cat. That's yeah. that's how he's portrayed in the movie. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, it, yeah, they use elements from all the games. Uh, they they make it they make it natural. They make it fun, and the the plot was simple, but it. It worked. I mean, it's it's a Mario plot. There's not much that you could expect. You could probably guess the plot, but uh, Bowser capture Princess Peach. I, actually, not to spoil it, that he doesn't. He he's just trying to take over the world, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, and there's there. I mean, there's still some there's some Bowser and Peach uh stuff in there. There's Donkey Kong versus Mario stuff in there. Um, they, it's it's really great movie, fun movie. I was laughing the whole time, so go go enjoy it. No matter what age you are, you're never too old for some good old Mario Brothers, and uh, in, I just enjoy it. Get some popcorn while you're there. There's a Mario Kart in the movie, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Mario Kart part, it's a, it's a small part of the movie. It's not very, very big, but it was... It's a pod racing from The Phantom Menace. It kind of is. It kind of is like that. It's um, without I don't want to spoil it, but that's uh, it's a pretty interesting and kind of bigger part of the movie. Another part that that part could have been extended, 
that could have had like five more minutes of them in the carts because it was it was pretty cool and they that was cool because like all the items and stuff it's not like those little mystery blocks were there it was all like weapons on their right. cart and stuff so that was really cool That's pretty cool all right like the like a batman car chase in the dark night yeah 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 basically the uh any other any other questions about the mario movie that without without trying to spoil it to hear was that you liked it even yeah. though you're see like you you question movie. you think i like every movie <laughs> i well, i you used to i've con i've gotten a little i've gotten better at critiquing movies There's, yeah and I, maybe since we started doing the movie reviews and we really started picking things apart oh yeah and i took a films class and too. you took a class <laughs> yeah so that's that's that helps me look at it in a different way but this one if it was uh if it was live action oscar worthy that's all i gotta say oh i i would have loved to see a live action <laughs> it, there's like, no way they, there's no way and bowser <laughs> yeah there's no way you could have done it uh, there's three humans in the movie it's mario luigi and peach <laughs> 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 to be some epic cgi well actually That'd be like more impressive than jurassic park honestly that's not they, you get to see like uh without it's not a big spoiler it's right at the beginning you get to see like mario's family life uh him in oh, brooklyn really? yeah yeah you get to see them do some plumbing brooklyn. yeah brooklyn and queens there that was set in new york yeah, yeah yeah mario's from new york man he's from brooklyn you know that he uh so you lived in italy no 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 he's just a <laughs> italian guy from brooklyn all right let's move on to some sports so the first day of the Masters started. I I got to watch some nice golf. I didn't really know what I was watching, but because I just kind of you know I saw I recognized some of the names, but a lot of the names I had no idea. I just kind of watched them play golf, and it's a uh, it was. I mean, it looked like a beautiful day out in Augusta yesterday. Like the horse looked mm-hmm. great. Um, so Chris, you might know some of the names better than I do. Who's who's really? It looks like Brooks Kepa's really kicking ass right now. Yeah. Well, the first thing I'll say is that I was watching yesterday. There was one camera angle where, like, I don't know how they focused the sound this much on the ball. Like, literally, all you heard was the ball be hit, and then when it landed on the green, you would just hear like the dun. dun, dun. It was the most satisfying thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> like hearing the ball, and there was no announcer for, for some reason on that angle. But yeah, Kepka's been the best guy by three strokes so far. Which is wild because he went through a stretch where he was dominant, but hasn't been like that in a couple years. And he's been playing over the Live Tour. There are a lot of Live Tour guys. Like, Didn't they get separated? Uh, Didn't they kind of like pot off? Parents? Yeah. Didn't they kind of pot off the Live Tour so. guys? Yeah. I heard that they were just some so no tension or anything. I guess. Yeah, I heard this. Yeah, that would make that. sense. Did you uh? So before actually before we get into the actual golfers, even though you already started a little bit, because you mentioned the the ball hitting the the grass and everything, did you do you know, yeah. like, that the, when you go there, you're not allowed. You they take all your phones. You're not allowed to be on your phone. Mm-hmm. You have to watch. And you're yeah, there's also you're like, like locked a down. yeah yeah. And there's like a a limit to like how loud you can be. Like you have to do like the golf clap, and you have to yeah. you have to stay pretty silent. So I guess that's how they get the the nice noise on the ball and stuff yeah i mean it's the most traditional 
off place in the world. Like, didn't allow women at the club until like the late nineties. <laughs> this place, this is this is old school, like country club. Oh um, yeah, it it's uh the most famous golf course in the world. I it reminds me. I mean, I just went a little a little tidbit into the the trip I had over the spring break, which I still should make a YouTube video about, but. I, I got to see the old course in St. Andrews, which is like the first ever oh, golf yeah. course. Very, very similar to uh, it's it's funny. It very similar in like the the history, the historical aspect of it, like you're saying, but mm. completely different atmosphere around there. It's in a city. There's a beach mm. next to it. There's barely any there's barely any trees. And Augusta, it's like this nice. It looks like you're in the Garden of Eden. It does. Yeah. Amen it's, corner. Yeah, it's really crazy. So uh, I, I do love seeing, like, it says a tradition like none other, and it really is. It's like you're in a, mm. when you're there, it's like it's like a cult. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, there's a lottery for tickets every year. It's not like you oh, can't yeah. like, buy, you know, I guess golf doesn't have season tickets, but even if you're rich, you can't just pay more. Like, you can pay more on the resale market, but enter a lottery and hope you win. I'm assuming it's incredibly hard to get them. And then I read you had to pay, like, if you didn't get them, you had to pay 700 bucks a practice round to get in. Wow. And, like, the actual golf is up to, a, is like, a grand or more. So, it's, yeah, it's a big deal. So South Carolina, they have a program with the Masters where they take a bunch of students who are sport and entertainment, and they take them know. and they, they send them down to the Masters to work it. So I know a bunch of kids that are there right now. Um, they're working. I, I, I'm guessing throughout the whole day, they're probably like selling food. And I think some of them have to work at like a Starbucks and stuff like that. Hmm. But uh, my one my one friend, former president of my fraternity, he is down there right now. And he's working like the night shifts. So all hmm. day, he just gets to watch the Masters and walk around. It's pretty good. That's a good deal. Yeah, it's a great. It's a really great good game. deal. All right, let's sorry. Let's get back, circle back to the golfers themselves. Brooks, it looks like he's at a one-stroke lead right now, uh, through third, uh, through, I guess right now. I don't know if he's teeing off or anything. Soon. He's, no, he's got three strokes. He's done today. Oh, okay, okay. Um, oh, he's I see three it up now. On yeah, Jason total. Day. Who yeah, Jason yeah. Day? I didn't even realize. Still, he's Oh, I lost you for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's all right. I uh, I heard what you said. It, it just came came a little later. Oh, yeah. All right. Jason Day. Yeah, is he? So it looks like he's from Australia. I mean, he was like, he was number one in the world for a little bit. Oh, really? Like, like six years ago. Okay. So, yeah, he's like, that's kind of a resurgence. Up goes back. Um, I think Rom is the best player in the world right now, so it's not surprising to see him up there on the leaderboard. Spieth is another one who hasn't had, like, he went on that stretch where he was dominant, won the Masters and the U.S. Open back-to-back by, like, a lot. And I don't think he's been super competitive since, at least in the majors, which is really all I watch. But he's up there, so a lot of big names. And, of course, Tiger, who's not up there. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm trying to, I'm searching down. Oh, he's tied for 51st right now. Two over, yeah. He's got to play well today if he wants to make the cut. 
It's all the tiger stuff is insane. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I was I saw on Twitter that they were published the times for the press conferences for all the guys, and it was like thirty minutes in between each one, so it would be like. No, like Brooks Kepka, ten to ten thirty. John Rahm, ten thirty to eleven. And then it was like Tiger, eleven to twelve. Oh, this yeah, gets, he gets twice as much time as yeah, everybody yeah. else. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. like, even though he's not even close to what he used to be on the course, he is still the biggest draw by far. He's the golf icon. He's like the LeBron James of of golf. He's now forty seven years old, hobbling up and down the course of Augusta. And it's really like it's to the point where like there's people just out there that just want to make sure he make like he that just want to see him walk to the next course and make sure he's yeah. like okay because he has been no. seems like every 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 time he's walking he's limping uh he seems like he's like he's like the Tin Man now basically so it'll be just interesting to he see looks if he makes sad the all the time yeah because he's always so in pain he's, he's in pain. <laughs> He's uh, it's un-American uh, it, to not root for Tiger Woods, though. It is, and like, yes, he's had some stuff in his life that not reflect well on him as a person. But it was one of those cases where I don't know if you ever watched the documentary. We could do a review on it, honestly, if you wanted to. I'd be like, down. I've never seen he, it. He like he rose to fame so quickly at such a young age, and he just didn't handle it well which like obviously where i would never even be in that kind of position most people aren't but he went through some stuff um he came back and won that masters a few years ago that was like the complete character arc basically yeah the 2019 got injured again he got like another i think it was a dui but he was like on pills or something so not the not the most stable dude, but you got to root for him. You got to make sure you got to root mm-hmm. for Tiger. Um, it's funny. It's like you what you said. All that stuff. He just kind of gets the the benefit of the doubt and just kind of gets thrown under the rug for all the the mm-hmm. the snaky stuff that he's done. But that's okay. I, I'm I'm okay <laughs> with it. Um, I mean, like it's it, as we said. It's like LeBron if. If I mean it happened with Kobe, everything got swept under the rug. When it's an icon like that, it just uh, people just kind of deal with it, and it doesn't really get that big yeah. of a deal. And it was, I mean, I mean, to be fair, it I was. Like a he big hasn't deal like committed any crimes. Yeah, no, he never commit. Yeah, I mean I the DUI, DUI. Yeah, the DUI is crime. <laughs> like the like the cheating scandal. Like that's not a crime. It's just yeah. like a bad look. And it's also it's like, like a, he's like a sex addict. You know what? And you know what he Everything gets? He went to therapy. For... You know what his punishment is? Is that we make fun of him for? <laughs> like we'd make like the jokes, <laughs> like a lion would never cheat on his wife, but a tiger would, or like stuff like that. Yeah. Cla- like I don't know. That's I think that's like your your if you're that much of a star, the punishment is like, all right, we're just, just gonna make fun of you. For it. Yeah, you're just gonna yeah. get made fun of the whole time. All right. Anyways, but, any... I'm excited for his son to come up, Charlie. Yeah, is he? Uh, he's a prodigy, right? Got Coming the same up. swing. Oh, all right, perfect. Oh. So, so who's been the most surprising guy in the top ten right now? Uh, Shane Lowry kind of came out of nowhere. He's the big Irish dude. He kind of looks like Luke Combs. He does. Um, and then Victor Hovland yesterday. 
Did he just... Yeah, he just teed off. But a 7-under round is wildly impressive. Um, he's a pretty young dude. He's 25. So, we'll see. Hopefully he keeps that up. That would be, that'd be cool to see a guy that young win. You see... How's Max Homa doing? Oh, he's all right. He's, Homa's he's like 1-under one one right now. Tie for 27. So, fine. He'll, he should make the cut as long as he stays in par the rest of the day. I, I listen to him a lot on... Pardon my take whenever he's on. Yeah. He's just a hilarious guy. He is funny. I had to bet on him to win the whole thing. Just because he goes on. <laughs> just because he goes on part of my take. Yeah, and it's, it's speaking of part of my take, it looks like Blake Kepka is, I mean, he's, as we mentioned earlier, in, in the lead. Another part of my take guy. <laughs> Blake. <laughs> Why uh, do they call another him? Another guy that I. Is that his I real name? Know, because. Oh, no, it's. It is it's, Brooks. Oh, okay. They just like to call him Blake. Yeah, well, it's because they're friends with Blake Griffin and Blake Bortles, and then they just, like, threw him in there. They're like, oh, you're similar to these guys, so they just start calling him Blake. <laughs> Doesn't really make any sense, but... Uh, another guy that I love to see at the Masters every year is Freddie Couples, who's, like, 90 years old now, and he just always plays well. He's 63. <laughs> um, I think the deal with the Masters is once you win, you don't have to qualify, Still gets to play in it every year. Like, he plays on the senior tour. And he still just comes back and plays in the Masters. He's using a yellow ball. And he's, like, whooping up on half the field. <laughs> so, it is. It's awesome, like, every year. It's like, oh, there's Freddie Couples hanging well, around. That, that'll be fun to see if, if Tiger's body can hold up and he plays in, like, the senior tours a couple times yeah. that would be fun he's not gonna play golf at 63 i know that no way he shouldn't medically he shouldn't <laughs> oh he shouldn't probably should not be playing golf right now okay so he has to out of the top i guess tied for six right now who who can we see taking it all the way uh let's see hard to say any of these guys could uh saturday is like the big the moving day like really sets guys up in good position i mean obviously the easy pick would be to say kepka mm -hmm. like kepka when he's on he's just like so dialed in he like he's not even affected by pressure of playing in a masters especially because he's already won one he just doesn't care so i would not be surprised at all I would be surprised if Jason Day won it, um, but that would be a cool story. Went from like number one in the world and then literally disappearing, and then coming and back and like winning the back, Masters, competing in the Masters. Yeah. So that would be cool as well. Well, sweet. Uh, hopefully, for my sake, Max Homa can make a run. <laughs> How you must have gotten him at high odds? Yeah, I was like plus thirty three hundred. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's kind of the extent of Masters talk I can I can give, honestly. I will say the be remiss if I didn't bring this up, but I did a Masters fantasy league, and one of my picks, Will Zalatoris, withdrew from the tournament, like at his tee time. Oh, I couldn't change the pick, so I just got a fat zero. Oh, that's last ridiculous. Place. What it was so dumb because I was watching it, and they said like on the broadcast they were like, oh like. 
heard that Will Zalatoris is going to be withdrawing for a back injury, and I like went into fantasy to change it, and I couldn't change it because it was right at his tee time. Like, why didn't he just learn in warmups? Yeah, that's 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 bogus. Oh, that pissed me off. It is bogus. You should have been able to pick someone else up, anyways. No, it's fine. You eh, survive. Um, it's a massive standings now. <laughs> Jason Any- Day is down to six under now. He had a rough stretch. Any money on it? Kepka's got yeah, just ten bucks. All right, that's not bad. Yeah, still annoying. Um, Kepka's got a five-stroke lead on the field right now, which is not insignificant. Even on day two. All right. Well, that's how the Masters are looking uh, at 141 on Friday. Uh, so, oh, yeah, I just saw it updated. He's got the five-point lead. Yeah. Or five-stroke lead, I guess. All right. Well, now what we're going to do is we're going to look through. Let's see whose mock draft this even is. I think his name All right. Chad Rutner. Yeah, some random guy named Chad Rutner. He's apparently a, a draft analysis. He uh, is apparently he's been covering the NFL draft since 2000. He's hired by this oh. NFL draft scout.com uh, senior analysis. I never heard of him either, but seems like he's been doing this for a while. So we're looking at his mock draft. It's a four round mock draft. We're not look. We're just looking at the first round. And we're just going to discuss the picks that he's made, what our opinions would be on it and how, how it would look for. NFL team just getting us ready for draft season. We're gonna make our mock draft soon, so we got to get familiar with all these guys where they're projected to be positioned. And I'm I'm excited to break it down. So let's start, Chris. Uh, do you want to go based off just what you want to look at, or just based off number one through thirty-one? Let's roll down at least like the top ten first. All right, and then maybe we can hop to. As it stick out in our teams. All right, so it has the Carolina Panthers traded up 2-1 from the Chicago Bears, and they have them taking quarterback C.J. Stroud. Um, I think that seems like the pick that they have kind of dialed in for the Panthers here. A lot of people, it seems like this is who they kind of traded up for. It seems like one of those scenarios where there's no there's not like all these guys are good all these quarterbacks but there's not that trevor lawrence in the draft there's not that um god i was gonna say like there's no number luck. one consistent yeah luck uh any any number one contestant guy even kyler murray or anything like that so they have him taking shroud i wouldn't mind the shroud pick it's it seems fine i think shroud would be a good nfl quarterback he seems like He's pro ready. He seems like he can make great throws and he can move when he wants to. The issue with him is just the Ohio State quarterbacks. I mean, they always have the best weapons. They always have guys going in the first round as wide receivers, and they're always throwing to guys who are wide open. So it'll be interesting to see how Stroud goes into the NFL, how he he develops. I think the Panthers have done a great job this offseason adding veteran weapons around them, adding veteran pass catchers, running backs. Um, they got Adam Thielen, Miles Sanders, uh, Hayden Hurst, just three reliable guys that'll get you uh, any... Oh, I got a piece of paper in my mouth. Sorry. 
Um, I think it's from my Taco Bell wrappers. But anyways, uh, CJ Stroud, what, do you, what are your thoughts? I was hoping that you didn't have, like, an actual weakness to talk about because that was my take on it, too, that, like, the one thing is just the, the stink of Ohio State. And you could say the same thing for Bryce Young, too, honestly. Like, Bama does not produce good quarterbacks either. Hey, um, Mac Jones is great. Right, yeah. Yeah, all right, all right. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take I, he that. seems <laughs> he's fine. Um, he seems like he's the most like pro style quarterback at least. Yeah, Maybe you can see how three, he four yeah. guys even like he's uh, he's not more athletic than Young or Richardson or even this, but he like seems like the safe pick. Like he fits the mold more than the other guys do. I agree. I definitely think he fits the mold, and Frank Reich, he likes tall quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud is, I mean, C.J. Stroud's pretty at, pretty normal height. Um, Bryce Young, of course, the outlier there, and Anthony Richardson. It's funny, I could see them going Richardson at one, just because of that upside. The NFL teams love upside, and... Oh, it, but it's like, just trick yourself into these guys that, like... Go with your gut. You watched him play in college. He's super athletic. More than I did. And struggles, like, as a quarterback. Yeah, you can have, yeah, that's the thing. You can have all these traits, but you got to be able to play quarterback. And he hasn't, he just hasn't played a lot of quarterback. He just hasn't played a lot of it. We haven't seen a ton of, it's kind of like the Mitch Trubisky where we haven't seen a ton of them play, um, and that upside just infatuates teams. So I'm excited to see where he does go in this mock draft. He's going the number three with the Colts, who traded to the Cardinals. We're, uh, we're skipping Texans. I don't know why. We're going Bryce Young. That's where the Texans are going in this mock draft. It seems like that's just like more, even more than the C.J. Stroud, because I've seen some people have them take Richardson, maybe Bryce Young. but it seems like the Texans just always end up getting Bryce Young here, and it seems like that's kind of where it's been mm. almost all year, it feels like. It's like, oh, the Texans are going to get Bryce Young. They're, they're going to figure it out and, and get him somehow. Um, what, how do you feel about Bryce Young? I, I just can't get over how small he is. If we're going to make fun of Murray for it, then know, we have to make like, fun of him. I know. It didn't used to bother me, and then like I saw one picture – Maybe you sent it to me, like him walking into the combine, just him like next to other players. And I was like, oh my gosh, he really is small. Yes. And yeah. people will always say like, oh, like it doesn't matter anymore. Like look at Russell Wilson. And it's like, all right, that's one example. And he was good years for and years doing this. And Russell Wilson was good for about five years until people figured him out. And now he's now he's one of the worst contracts in the league on the Broncos. I'll wait for Sean Payton. All right, sure. I'll wait for Sean Payton. Drew Brees was the other one that's like, oh, well, Drew Brees is small. But I think Bryce is smaller than both of these guys. He will be the like, smallest. He's closer than Kyler. Yeah, no, he's smaller than Kyler. He will be the smallest quarterback ever taken in the first round. And I think, honestly, he's be the Eesh. smallest quarterback ever taken in, like, the first 
I believe, four rounds. Yeah, I just... Excuse me. So, Um, the downsides with it small is seeing over the offensive line, all those guys are going to be almost a foot taller than him. Uh, And also throwing over the middle, which in Alabama... Mm. He did throw a lot over the middle, so that is a good sign. And he, I mean, he had great pocket presence. Uh, we've been we've been infatuated with this guy for for years, so it, it makes sense. I mean, I I think that he will hopefully transfer to be a good NFL quarterback. I just don't know. Say fifteen fifteen years from now, is he even going to be in the league? That's that's what I that's what I would be my 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 concern. This is longevity in the league. Yeah, and I guess oh. we haven't like just kind of read into. Oh, no, nah, we're good. We're good. Oh. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just kind of immediately started dreading him, but he's the one who's like has been best college player at least. Yeah, I mean he won the he won the Heisman as a sophomore. He won a Heisman. He's yeah. one of the most athletic guys, like amazing in the pocket and out of the pocket. But like the talent is obviously there. Mm-hmm. My only concern is the height and like the Bama thing too. I just never know, but you never know with any of these guys. If it was yeah. my team. I'd be excited. Oh, definitely. I, I would be too. And I think at, for a Texans fan, I think you got to be excited. I mean, you're, you're going from, from Davis mills to, to Bryce young. That's an upgrade in, in anyone's mind. I believe. Even though we love yeah. Davis on this pod, even for a pro Davis mills podcast. Yes. There's another Davis Mills in this draft. Do you see him? It's the uh, <laughs> the other like white guy from Stanford that is for some reason like sneaks up and for some reason first round pick talks or uh, he he's not in this one luckily but he won't be a first round pick. I forget what his name is though. All right. Anyways, Colts Anthony Richardson. We kind of touched on him earlier. I mean, he is the he's the Josh Allen of this draft class, but with even less quarterback experience. And it's just going to be who, what team is enamored by his athleticism the most is who's going to trade up for him. I just saw a report that said that Frank Reich is in love with him. If it was solely up to him, he'd take him. They, it seems like they're in um, love obviously. with Stroud too. Remember, like, did you see the yeah. uh, the video of them at Ohio State's pro day and Josh McCown's like, oh, when you're playing basketball in Charlotte against me, like, well, we'll have some good times or whatever. Something stupid like that. So, <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, we kind of already touched on Richardson. Let's move on to some other non-quarterbacks. The Cardinals moving down from three to four. This is definitely – the Cardinals are at three. Are the, definitely the most te- – the team most likely in the top five to trade down. I think they could even trade down lower than four. Get so, Try to get another QB needy team to, to trade up to three. And – they're not going to take a quarterback. They're stuck with Kyler with his giant contract. They need defensive help, and this one has them taking Will Anderson, probably the best player in this draft, could have been a Heisman okay, as a defensive player, and this would just be an amazing pick for the Cardinals. Uh, trade down, get some more picks later on, and I, I'm all for it. I think the Cardinals need to go defense, and Will Anderson is, uh, I, I believe him, as a game changer for the defense of end. Nothing has worked on them defensively far. And you kind of, um, you kind of luck out 
you're in their position when you're the first team in the draft that doesn't need to take a quarterback. Yeah. Because then you get the most talented player. You don't need to reach for that quarterback. They so also in that spot. They're the worst roster in the NFL. I know we talked about this with the Falcons and stuff last year and the Seahawks, and we were dead wrong. The Texans are still worse. You don't you think the Texans are I I, I don't know. I think the Cardinals, if you look at their raw I don't know if you've looked at their roster recently, it's horrendous. Um they are especially with D Hop leaving, uh or projected to be leaving, still no trade, and apparently they're gonna release him because nobody wants to take his cap hit. But they're the worst team in the league. They're gonna be they're gonna have the first overall pick next year and just get some defensive help while you can. And I think that's a great pick for them. Wasn't like Kyler was hurt this year, wasn't he? He ended the season hurt because he got he got hurt in the against the Patriots when I think it was like week eleven or ten, and now he's going to be out for since it was that late in the season he'll be out for at least half this season. Hello. How much crap that we give Harry? He still is a really good quarterback. I agree. Like him alone get them at least like five or six wins hopefully if he's not stuck playing call of duty all rehab <laughs> will be all right seattle seahawks with the the luckiest pick in this draft they they <laughs> traded they traded their star franchise quarterback to the denver broncos a year ago uh with this pick involved in the trade it had, they made the playoffs they have picked 20 themselves, and they got hand-gifted a top-five pick in this draft by the Denver Broncos, the number-fifth pick. And in this, they're taking Joey Porter Jr. I feel like that's really high for Joey Porter Jr. I like Joey Porter Jr. I think he's a good, uh, good prospect, good corner. Um, I've seen a lot of things of Christian Gonzalez. Uh, if Jalen Carter's here, I mean, he's supposed to be – I know he has some off-field shit. But he's supposed to be one of the best defensive players in the the draft. Tyree Wilson as well. So I feel like this is kind of a reach in this mock draft. Of course, who am I to say? Like this guy could be a be a, an all pro or whatever. And I really like Joey Porter. I think he's he's got the build of his dad, and he plays corner. So it's a it's a big physical corner. They have him pairing him with uh, Tariq Woolen, and so I, I I like the pick. I think it's a little high, but I like the pick. I mean, they're another one where do they have a single impactful defensive player on this roster? Not really. Woolen had a breakout year, so he's really good. And they have, I guess, a couple of good safeties, but they 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 desperately need defensive help. That's that was their, like their you could flaw. Go anywhere with this. Yeah. Yeah, you could go pretty much anywhere. Whoever the most talented defender on the board is, that's who you go with. I agree. So if they think that's Joey Porter Jr. I know, I'm looking at CBS, and they have him at 12. Yeah. Um, what was the Carter off-field stuff? I remember hearing about that, but it feels like so long ago that I've just forgotten about it. Yeah, we just kind of... something pretty severe. I thought it was a DUI or something. Let me, let me look it up. Jalen Carter. Off. This is great podcasting. He's the uh, guy who, who drove the murder weapon to the scene of the murder, right? And his kid. Oh, never mind. That's nah. It's Brandon Miller, the shooter. <laughs> um. All right. So, two national championships. Yeah, yeah, yada yada yada. 
where oh, it was a fatal car. Yeah, yeah, it was a car crash. Body cam footage. And I think he was drunk during it or something. I thought it was like a How DUI car jail. crash. I, I don't know then. I, I'm not sure. But, denied anywho. Oh, denied racing when the police directly asked him. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, interesting. Alright, well. They did warrant, issue a warrant for his arrest. Yeah, I did see that. Oh, so they were definitely racing. Yeah. It was his teammate. Oh, <laughs> that's stupid. That is so dumb. You're about to be a top five pick, and you're racing cars. That's ridiculous. All yeah, right, yeah, that is that is wild. Back to the mock draft. Detroit Lions, another hand gifted pick for Matthew Stafford. Uh, a top top another top ten pick from the Rams. Rams had a terrible season. They're, they're I mean, they're in just complete rebuild mode. I guess they still have Aaron Donald, but that's about it. And they have here taking Lucas Van Ness, which is another drastic reach, in my opinion. I think Lucas Van Ness is a is a project uh, edge rusher. He didn't play a ton in Iowa. He played pretty much every third down, but uh, like third down and fourth downs every every time they needed him out there. But just a guy that needs he's got the athleticism. He's got the traits. It kind of like. What's his name from the first overall pick last year that nobody talks about? Evan um, Walker. Yes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, lot of similar traits, a lot of peak athleticism like that. Just hasn't seen the production that needs to be in college. I don't yeah. like this pick. I think the, the Lions should go corner here. Christian Gonzalez is right there if you're taking this. Ty- Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, any of these guys, I feel like would be better picks than, than Lucas Van Ness. I think D-line would not be the worst idea in the world. Uh, no, I agree. might not be the top guy there because he went D-line last year, the old on Rivera strategy, and just draft them all. But it, it kind of works. It does. You have Hutchinson on one end, and then maybe Jalen Carter. Or Tommy Wilson I've seen ranked. Oh, why do you keep cutting out like that? Because it's not... I'm not dipping in frames. Um, oh, now I am. Okay. Oh, I completely lost internet. Shit. Hello. 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 Well, we're back. Hopefully the stream's up and alive. Um, oh, we have some comments. So I want to get to the comments before we, we keep going on what we were talking about. We have Walker Lewis. Shout out, Walker. Um, He's a Bama. He's his dad went to Bama. He says Bryce Young is the goat. Dear. Bryce Young equals goat. And then he said Will Anderson is actually an alien, which is true. <laughs> he he is an actual alien. All right, <clears throat> back to the mock. Van, we were talking about Tyree Wilson. I Tyree Wilson is a is one. He's just a monster. He has a bunch of sacks. He's a a great Texas Tech uh, Texas Tech rusher. He some people have him ranked over Will Anderson. And that alone is a compliment enough to to say that he should be a top five, top ten pick, in my opinion. And they have him going to the Falcons at eight. I think that would be a great pick. Falcons just need help on the defense. Um, it seems like the Fal- – I, I kind of like what the Falcons are doing, which is something I, I didn't it. think I would say. I don't say. mind it at all. Yeah, I, I <laughs> didn't think I'd be saying that. They, uh, all the crap that we've given them. I know, especially with their butt chin head coach. Um. 
I, again, I'm on the Arthur train. I know. We called him the dumbest looking head coach, though, when he got hired. <laughs> Still <laughs> <You> is. <laughs> uh, all right, the Raiders at seven. This this is a, a team that if Anthony Richardson falls, I can see him going there. I could even see them taking Will Levis. Um, oh, God. Thank you. Just the fastest player in the draft. So I could see whoever that is going. going to the well. It's not John Gruden anymore. It's not John Gruden. But it's still but that still. Raiders culture. Yeah, I, I get it. I could see them. It seems like this would be a, a interesting Tyree Wilson spot too. Christian Gonzalez they have going here. Mm-hmm. Would be a good pick. It seems like he's him and the guy from Illinois. Who the, ooh, they have the Pats getting Devin Witherspoon. Um, that he there seem like the top two consensus corners in this mock draft. Of course, they have Joey Porter Jr. going ahead of him. But hmm. I like Christian Gonzalez. I think he's another big physical corner that I like. And I the Raiders just need help. They need help in a lot of places. I could see them even going offensive line here, trading down a little bit if they wanted to, but solid pick. They just need some help. It's very, yeah, it's very heavy on defense. Sorry, the team's taking quarterbacks for the top 10. So the Bears, now at number nine because of the Carolina Panthers. Oh, Bears. And they're getting a player. Dan Carter You don't think so? Like, there's no way. I I think it would be irresponsible of other teams. To have to have him fall to nine. This is a pick that when the Bears had the number one pick, this was like mock to them getting uh, Jalen Carter at number one. So this would be a huge, huge win for the Bears. They 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 went all the way to nine from one, which you don't see a lot normally. If it's a number one overall pick trade, it's like they go to four or five. But right. I I think they're in a great spot. They've had a great off season, and if they do get if Carter lands here, it's a it's a home run. It's a home run of a pick. I mean, the off the field stuff, like obviously, is concerning. Um, but town is there. <laughs> All right. It's almost worth just ignoring. This one, this mock draft has a trade here. It has a trade with the the Philadelphia Eagles, the Minnesota Vikings. Send them uh, the 87th overall pick and a first rounder next year. And the Minnesota Vikings take Will Levis. This is a spicy one. This is spicy. This is a hot take. It's like the opposite of Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, this is, uh, I think this would be a, a good pick for the, the Vikings. It would be, a, as it says in the description, it would be a, a big swing for them. And I think it definitely would. They're, yeah. Uh, Kirk's entering his last year of his contract. Uh, eventually, someone's gonna have that to take over. That contract is never gonna end. They're gonna extend him somehow, and it's just never gonna end. <laughs> and we'll restructure. Oh, exactly, and he'll just have two more years fully guaranteed of forty million. Um, <laughs> but the Vikings, they it they I like I kind of like this pick. I think it's really good. You could you have Will Levis. I mean, he you could have him sit for a year behind Kirk. How mm-hmm. to take over afterwards, and they—I mean—they have, of course, they have Justin Jefferson. They need another wide receiver too. They can get that later in the draft uh, or in free agency because there's still some guys out there. And put this would be a, a perfect place to put Levis in a place where he can succeed. Which, with a lot of these quarterbacks, that's kind of the key: is make sure that they're in a place where they can succeed. And I like it. 
it just hired a young offensive-minded head coach and mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell. Mm-hmm. So it could be one of those situations where, like, this is what works out perfectly. There'd be no pressure on him at all. Even if Kirk Cousins has a bad year, his standards, which he won't, he'll have the same exact year that he's had for the last eight years. <laughs> not going to be people calling for him to start over Cousins. Yeah, yeah, no exactly. Pressure. no he pressure. Just sits. The only thing with him is he's already 23. But... I know quarterbacks don't age as quickly as other players. We have a comment saying they can't replace Perk Thuggins, though. <laughs> I guess he's Kirk Cousins. We uh, gotta see more Perk Thuggins. I know. I saw, I saw 15 starts by Kirk and only one by Perk. <laughs> um, I like the pick. I think this would be a great splash. And I, I like the, the boldness of this. Good, good, good on a... Uh, mm-hmm. Good on Chad getting some bold picks out here. So, next up, the Tennessee Titans picking Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson, just an, I don't know if you see, I don't know much about tackles or offensive linemen play, but mm-hmm. I know this guy is a big fella. And he is just uh, That's all always the, what I look at when yep. offensive lineman yep. is like, how big is he? Yep. <laughs> and his film is just him just mauling dudes absolutely mauling them and this is another this is an interesting team the titans because they've been rumored to be talking with the cardinals for the number three pick and possibly trading all the way up to get a quarterback yep there's a projected trade apparently that they're talking about moving all the way up to the third pick and taking the the andre hopkins contract off the cardinals so that would just be a completely new look for the tennessee titans it seems like mike that they need somebody. They do because they shipped AJ Brown away. They uh, they do yes. They they desperately need wide receiver help, and it seems like, from what I heard and what I could see from them not trusting him, is it does, doesn't look like there's a lot of love for Malik Willis over in Tennessee. And okay. if you remember last year, the there was a power struggle between Vrabel and their GM, and Vrabel won. So it's a new GM in there from the from the uh, 49ers. There's also con- some conspiracy that uh, they want to trade with the Niners for Trey Lance. So quarterbacks on the board for them. It's it's a it's a new new wrinkle out there. It's the last season of uh, Tannehill's contract. He's old. He's I mean he's mid. Let's just say it. So if they got if they traded up and ended up getting um, one of these quarterbacks. This could be a really, really fun team. I could definitely see them trying to do that. I mean, they're like people winning the power structure or power struggle. It's like he's committed to him for a long time. Um, they're always going to have a decent defense with him, even though that they've had some issues. But like they're starting Josh Dobbs. At the end of yeah. the year, instead uh, of Malik Willis, he's not good. Instead of the guy that you drafted, yeah. when you did play him, he didn't look they just good. Didn't throw the ball. Yeah, he didn't look good, and they didn't trust him. Really, could not throw. Yeah, right. So I don't know. Maybe he gets shipped off somewhere. They go up, make a move to get to their pick, or even just into the top ten. Like that could be where the Vikings go in this mock. I have a sad, uh like realization 
that Malik Willis is just going to turn into our Kellen Mond. Where we yeah. really liked him before the draft. We we really we really thought he could be something, and he's just not going to work out. I mean, I was I they, was not as high on Willis as I was on Mond. No, no, no I yeah, we were higher on Mond, mean. which is weird. <laughs> yeah, we loved Mond. That's weird. The uh, but as you said, they're fighting for a playoff spot in in the last two weeks of the season. And they're not starting the guy that they drafted in the third round last year. So right. clearly, Vrabel is not a fan, and some change needs to happen eventually. So I could see them taking any of these quarterbacks if they trade up. All right, the Houston Texans. Next up, pick 12. They're back up. I love this pick. Bijan Robinson. Love this. Yeah. Yes. This is awesome. Uh, the best, <laughs> the is best awesome. running back prospect since Saquon Barkley, who went number two, remind you to the New York Giants. So this would be an instant game changer on the offense. It adds them, him, and if this mock draft is, uh, if this mock draft turns into fruition, it would be him and Bryce Young. Just a fun duo that you can root for if you're a Texans fans, uh, that gives you hope. And, you know, I kind of like keeping them in Texas too. Get Texas running back, goes to the Texans. I didn't even think about that. Um, and I, I just hope I hope Bijan Robinson, because I've seen some mock drafts where like he's he's going in the twenties and going in the fourteens. I have no idea, and I think he's one of the best prospect. I mean, he's probably the he's the, definitely the best running back prospect and possibly the best offensive prospect besides a quarterback in this draft. Jeremiah has him at three. His rankings, I believe it. I believe it. It's Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and, and B. John Robinson. Oh. That, I could see him going. No, like, I'm I not, could see him going to any of these criticize teams. Yeah, I criticize teams for drafting running backs in the first round, but. And you get a guy as talented as this. It's different. It's like, different. Like, this is, this is a Zeke level player. This is a Saquon Barkley level player out of college. And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, if you can get a good. You know, you have his rookie contract. You have have him for five years. Give him, maybe sign him another four year deal after that. You have him for nine years. Call it a day, and hopefully you get nine years of good production out of him. <laughs> Lofty expectation for who hasn't taken the field. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I yeah, know. yeah, play through rookie contract. Sign him to a five year extension. But yeah, yeah but set. like when when this guy is that level of prospect, that's what you're looking at. That's why you that's why you would take him in yeah. the first round. That's what that's what your team would want to do. So yeah, it is lofty for a guy who's never played, but with this type of upside, that's that's what you're looking for with the twelfth overall pick. Mm. All right. The New York Jets. The New York Jets who still don't have Aaron Rodgers, by the way. Throwing that out there. Um they're taking. I, <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, like who's Rodgers gonna play with? It's like, oh, they don't. They don't have they don't him have yet. Have him yet. Yeah. So he's Dude. taking. Uh, they have him taking Peter Staronsky, an offensive tackle, helping out Makai Beckham. Um, sure, help out Aaron Rodgers. Make sure his <laughs> his both of his sides are right. Get a nice tackle. I think they could go defense here as well, but beef up that that defense that was already pretty good last year maybe help out rogers draft out another wide receiver or something but i do like the tackle uh, here. not a rookie wide receiver 
Yeah, he just won't. He won't. Throw he it doesn't to him. need another rookie wide receiver. Yeah, he won't throw it to him. So, I like this pick. I think it's a pretty safe pick, a pretty solid pick. And if you ever do get Rodgers, then you have some guy to uh, play tackle for him. Mm. All right. Rodgers is already pretty. It's in pretty good shape right now. The what? The, the roster is in pretty good shape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And especially once once Rodgers, whatever the compensation is, back to the Packers, whatever that is, they're, they're, they are looking in pretty good shape, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just scary for the Jets. <laughs> they only got, they had a confident roster like this in a long time. Yeah, since like the Mark Sanchez days. Even that, you're just saying like Mark Sanchez days. Jesus. All right. Next up, the New England Patriots, they have him taking Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois, uh, a cornerback. I really like him. I think he's a great cornerback. My issue with him is that he's 5'11", right under six foot, which is okay. I just think the, pot, the Pats have a lot of those guys who are, you know, right under six foot, um, playing corner, and they're all pretty good, and Belichick definitely knows how to coach cornerbacks, but... If if someone like Joey Porter Jr. falls, who's, you know, he's, I think he's like 6'2", yeah, 6'2 and a half. Just, I, I want like a big physical corner, but I wouldn't be mad with uh with Devin Witherspoon. I mean, I would like it if I were you. I don't want to go receiver here. Yeah, I mean, you could, next pick is Green Bay with JSN. Jackson, the best pick of the draft, by the way. Really? You think so? All right, we'll get to them in a second. Not in terms of, like, well, I'll, I'll explain. So, I think I know why you think it's going to be the best pick in the draft, because I, I have a funny reason why it could be, too. But that, you're right, we could go wide receiver here, try to get that young wide receiver that we haven't had in a long time. Um, I, I, It would be nice. I just don't, I don't know, like, Jackson Smith's a jigba. I've heard some interesting stuff about it. Jordan Anderson. Uh, goes in the first round in this too. Zay Flowers is another guy that I've heard a lot with the Pats. So I don't really know much about these guys. They're all small. They all seem like little slot guys. But I I would take any one of them. And my what I my dream honestly. What if Bijan falls to us? I would love Bijan. Be nice, insane. And I know I like Ramondre more Ramondre Stevenson. But no, you turned on him. I did. I did. I, turned right, on him. You know what? You do not like him. He loses us games. <laughs> Bijan would not lose us these games. Um. Yeah. Anyways, Bijan would be a great pick here if he fell. I. I. If if he fell past fourteen, I'd be so sad. But it's also Bill Belichick. Who knows who he's going to draft? He's probably going to draft some offensive tackle that's projected in the third round. But that's okay. Cole Strange. Trust in Bill. I still like Cole Strange. That's a good pick. He's a good player. He's a good player. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where he goes then. Uh, Green Bay Packers. The first time that they don't have Aaron Rodgers in this mock draft, they have him taking for the first time I think ever a first round wide receiver. Love that. This would be just like such an fu, and I would love it. I would absolutely <laughs> love it. It'd be like, oh, we're not gonna, we're gonna draft for the your fourteen years here, or how fifteen years here, or however long. We're gonna draft defense only defense, 
And then the second you leave, we're going to help out Joy and Love and get him a nice offensive <laughs> weapon. You know, should, like, we say the same thing every year that they need it. So, like, analysis doesn't change. They still need a receiver. Although, Watson had a really good year for them. I will give you... Let me let me let me confer, let me see the number. I will give you five dollars if you could name three wide receivers on the Packers right now. I will Venmo you five dollars right now. Watson. All right. Uh, is it Dubs? Dobbs. Yeah. Okay. Kind of cheating because he's already in this description. And then let's see. Lazard's gone. Cobb is gone. Out of Scantling's been gone. You're not getting any of these. Oh yeah, I got nothing. Bo Melton. Samori Torre. And Ooh. Jeff Cotton. Nope, those are not real people. And their tight ends are Josiah DeGuerra, Tyler Davis, Austin Allen, and Nick Germeros. If Jordan Love starts for this team, they're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> they're screwed they desperately need a wide receiver this is a great pick jackson smith the jigba in the mock draft um it, they need to, they need to do this and it it's funny you have aaron Rodgers. you don't think you need to draft a wide receiver like that now you have a rookie quarterback though he's not going to make any of these guys better and you need you need talent out there he's not a rookie he hasn't played yet one game all right sure he played against the chiefs that one game where they stuck his mom up in the corner um <laughs> it's the only thing i remember about it i don't remember how he played i just know that his mom was stuck in the corner of arrowhead but they desperately yeah, need some improve. some offensive help i could see them trading down getting a tight end later um and g- gather more picks get some more wide receivers later but they they desperately need something out there All right, right. Anders time. My squad. So at first, when I my immediate reaction, they haven't taken Osiris Torrance from Florida, who I've never heard of, but he's a guard. Um, and I saw, oh, they're taking a guard, and then I thought about it, and I was like, actually, I'd be perfectly fine with that. They need offensive line help. They went out and they signed like mid tier linemen in free agency because that's what they could afford. So I am. 100% on board with going offensive line here. So, whether that's guard or tackle, I don't really care. I actually heard something because I, I listen mainly where I get a lot of my um, draft analysis is the Ringer NFL draft show. I actually love those guys. They, they have a great show there mm-hmm. over at the Ringer. And Osiris Torrance from Florida, the guard that we're talking about, he apparently is the best guard in the, in the draft. So, love it. There you go. Get yourself a guard. Help out Sam Howell. And you already have the wide receivers. Just need to get the line to protect them. And, uh, yep. and you already have the defense. So I love this pick. I think yeah, you don't, like, you don't need to go receiver here. You don't need to go get a running back. Like, you could use help in the secondary, I guess. And middle linebacker spot is still an issue. But Poor Shadow. The issue that... <laughs> Not it's not really panned out. He was better. better yeah, he had year. a better season. Disastrous. But. Uh, but the thing that worries me the most is the offense, especially if you're actually in a ride, Sam Howell, which it looks like it is. 
which it looks like they are. I'm all for it. So, once you get a new owner, are you guys not the team to get Lamar? See. Like, the new owner See. comes in. He they if always Bezos, it's guaranteed it's happening. Oh yeah. Yeah, he doesn't Bezos care about is going to get money. Lamar immediately. They I like Howell. I like Howell too. Really do. I, I think Howell should get a shot. But when you so we talked about when we had the Lamar pod, we talked about how all the owners are scared to give the next guy the contract. Um the Sorry, I was looking at the comments and it said Joshua Dubs Dobbs is just Dubs. Anyways, um, the new owner comes in. They're not going to care about pissing anyone off. They're the new owners. They just got voted in. They're they're they're, uh, they're going to make the new splash. And it is why they'll care about pissing people off, though. But they just I don't think cares about anything. But like, if it's Josh Harris or if it's whatever that Canadian dude's name is, Magic Johnson. Not the Canadian dude. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but uh, anyways, I you don't you don't think they they wouldn't care? Like, hey, you just voted us in. Like, we're better than Dan Snyder still. There's literally nowhere. Like, it doesn't get worse. Like, if you piss off everyone else, you're not gonna piss off everyone else as much as they got pissed off by Dan Snyder. Right, but you don't set the bar at Dan Snyder. Like, you don't strive to be the first best owner in the league. That's fair. You know? That's fair. But. There's always a new owner splash, and I think if this happens by right after the draft or during or right before the draft, I can definitely see Lamar in Washington. That'd be awesome. Uh, no, it's just the fact that it hasn't happened yet. It's like the more time that passes, the more in on it I am on Sam Howell. The more nervous I get about Lamar. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. If it happened, I'd be over the over the moon. So. <laughs> No. All right. This is just me like preparing myself for it not to happen. That's fair. That's fair enough. All right, let's let's you want to you want to just keep going down the down the line or do you want to jump some picks? Yeah, let's jump some picks. I really don't care that much about these teams. All right. So the next pick I want to jump to is the Buffalo Bills trading up with the Seahawks. That was mine too. To get Nolan Smith, um, Nolan Smith. I mean, I don't remember if, if anyone remembers edge rusher for this team. Yeah, I know. It seems like the third one they've drafted in the first round the past two years. <laughs> but Nolan Smith, if you don't remember his combine tape, he he ran like a wide receiver. He's built like an edge rusher, and the kid was just outstanding. He just destroyed all the all the metrics, all the forty yard dash, the jump, everything like that, and. Him falling to 20 I would be very shocking to me, but him going on the Bills would be, would be a scary duo with him, Von Miller, and all the other guys that they've drafted the past couple of years. Benenza, is he on the right? Yeah, uh, yeah, EJ Epinetza. They got um, some guy named Boogie last year, Boogie Brasham. Uh, they also got the guy Gregory Russo from That's Florida. But... Yeah. yeah, that's like that. The mod, modeled after that, like the Eagles team that won the Super Bowl, the mm-hmm. Niners. They just have like eight guys on the D line. No, and they're it's, always fresh. We were talking about that, them. and 
I don't remember if you remember last year when Von Miller was healthy and they were the Bills were dominating the Rams that opening night. The, yeah. the thing that we looked at was their edge rusher and their defensive line substitutions, where every as you just said, everyone's fresh. They had two different lines to to throw out there with a bunch of great picks or with a bunch of great players to play, and I, that would be that would be a home run pick for them, which. They they need to figure out something. I don't know if they need another wide receiver. Well, they definitely need another wide receiver. I can tell you that. But they need to figure out a running Sign game. In that receiver. <laughs> Get Lamar running back where his true position <laughs> is. Um, but they they definitely need some offensive boost. But a defensive help in the draft definitely does not hurt yeah. them. Um, I don't know about the Chargers taking Jordan Addison. Jumping ahead to the next pick. That's all right. They just not really like. Need? How fast is he? I don't know. Because Mike Williams and Keenan Allen do not stay healthy. I do kind of get it. No, and they also well they need some some separation too. They have one of the, the guys who can throw one of the best uh, deep balls in the league in Herbert, and they have no one to really catch the deep balls besides when Mike Williams is out there for his five games. Uh, his forty-yard dash was four point four nine. Slow, yeah, it's kind of slow. So that's why I don't really like it. He's from Fredericksburg. I didn't know that, but that's that's why I don't really like it. What? Yeah, Fredericksburg. Yeah, Fredericksburg, Maryland. Jordan Addison. He definitely. Fredericksburg. Oh, just Frederick. Yeah, just Frederick. I guess not Fredericksburg. My bad. But uh, anywho, they need a faster guy, and if they like looking down, Jalen Hyatt going to the Chiefs. I think that's really early for Jalen Hyatt. He's a home run player. The Chiefs can do no wrong, though. Honestly, they could pick anyone here, and it could be like, oh, uh, they're gonna win the true. Super Bowl. Cares. So, <laughs> <They> uh, <laughs> so Jay, I honestly, Jalen Hyatt, it is a little high for him, but they just lost Juju, him, yep. uh, Kadarius Tony. They got the guy Sky Moore. Guy. Yeah, who wears 24, which is hideous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just do a... The first time that you said that, and it's like, the first analysis we had of Sky Moore is like, that's a good name, Sky Moore. Like, oh, he's wearing 24? I don't like him anymore. Yeah, no, it's, it's that first, easy. It's that <laughs> easy sometimes. <laughs> but I, I like Jalen. I mean, I think Jalen Hyde's a good wide receiver. I think... Honestly, Cedric Tillman on Tennessee is a better prospect, and Hyatt mm. I just see as a second round pick. But again, Chiefs can really do no wrong, so they'll figure out if they take him, they'll make him a superstar. I I don't I don't really worry about. Or he him. won't be, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he'll just be stuck on the bench and be like, "Oh, remember him?" Yeah. I All right. I'm just lifting his sixth trophy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be yeah. He he can help Mahomes get his T-shirt if all else fails. Fails. He can be like Mahomes. Here's your T-shirt. There you go. Um, you want before we move on from the twenty because that's now the twenty fifth pick. It was a trade with the Giants. Uh, I guess a little trade up from the Chiefs. So before that was Deontay Banks, your Maryland corner, Hmm? going to the Jags. Love to see it. Ben, is he first round talent? First round pick. Okay. They had apparently. I mean, they had a good secondary. Him and uh, Jacorian Bennett. He 
think he was the one that made the play close out the the Mayo Bowl. I forget if it was him or Bennett though. Um, but yeah, I mean, he held his own against some of the most talented receivers in the country that you're facing in the Big Ten. So, yeah, I mean, good for him. Jeremiah has him at 24, so I guess that matches up with, with uh, the Jags taking him. I, Chad has. I like the this Jags team. I'm gonna lose oh, money yeah. on. I'm gonna lose a lot of money on this Jags team because they. I I just like their roster. I like what they're doing. Um, Plus twenty eight hundred to win the Super Bowl. On they could have beaten. The, they were right there to beat the Chiefs last year. They were. They, they were didn't right fumble. there. They 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 had I was a one multiple score game chances. If they don't fumble at the goal line, and they had multiple chances after that fumble too. Yeah. Ugh. But hey, you just need like Trevor to take that one more step forward, and yep. they're set. Yeah, I agree. Dougie P, Dougie. fearless leader. All right, Dallas Cowboys are up next. I'm, I love that. I love that bet. Actually, the win the Super Bowl. Twenty eight hundred. Yeah, that's a good bet. That's a really good bet. I'm trying to think. I'm trying. I feel like when you're doing the offseason bets, you're trying to find value. Something that like right. You're trying to find value. You're trying to get ahead of the curve. So like, I always try to think of who could be the next Mahomes. Yep. Like comes out, a uh, young guy who hasn't played much. And then just sets the league on fire. So I was looking up Jordan Love MVP odds earlier on this show. You know it's great and something that uh, a great way to to get ahead of the curve of you of what you were just saying. If you look at the top eight NFC quarterbacks, they're horrendous. <laughs> they're all bad. It goes number one. They have all right. This I, oh, this is Colin Cowherd. All right, that that's why. Um, he, <laughs> he, he has, he has Matthew Stafford as his number one NFC quarterback, which who knows if Matthew Stafford can even play football anymore. I watched that guy run up and down basically on crutches this year. So <laughs> let's see if that guy can, can hold his body up, but sure. I guess at probably his peak, Hertz is one, right? Yeah. So Hertz is number two and in, in this and number one in my mind, he, I mean, he just took him to the Super Bowl. Uh, and then Yields. after that, it goes Jared Goff. You can't even put him. Ugh. Kyler Murray. Uh, Dak Prescott. <laughs> Derek Carr. Like, look at these names. Oh, Kirk God, Cousins. Geno Smith jitters. is eight on this Colin Cowherd list. Yeah, I feel like, I, I guess it depends on what you're basing it off of. If it's like, like how much weight do you put on last year? Because Geno's top three based on last year. Is he yeah. saying like for this upcoming season? That's awful. Oh, I think well, obviously, because Stafford wouldn't be. Like, the, these are terrible quarterbacks. So, the, I could see, like, a little money on maybe the Seahawks winning some play. Like, is there uh, an NFC champion? Yeah, NFC I think they regress big time. You think so? Think the Geno gets figured out? Yeah. I, there's got to be a team, though, That's in a... the NFC that is just going to come out of nowhere because, like, Daniel Commander. Jones is in the top fives. Commander. <laughs> Commanders. Um, how, 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 another reason why you should have been the, well, I guess we wanted the Red hogs, wolves. but the Red Wolves. The now hogs. you have how. <laughs> oh, yeah, we wanted the hogs. But, anyways, <laughs> the NFC quarterbacks are terrible. When you're looking at bets like that, look at, uh, look at some NFC guys. Owl is like plus 8,000. To win MVP? Great odds. 
He's lower than Trask. Ugh, lower than Trask. You forget Trask that Kyle Trask, Trask existed. Yeah, I, I Yeah, I do. I think about every time I think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's always like, ugh, what? Like they're another team. What the hell are they doing? They might be a sneaky like top five pick. Or yeah, or if Baker works out, they could be like they had they retained all their guys. They they have a a good they have a Tom Brady roster around them. They're basically just waiting to see if Tom Brady wants to come back and play football. That's really what they're but doing. Even if he does, like they weren't good last year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And Baker is not going to work out. No, we got to give up on Baker. As much as as much as I hate to say it. Like, they're they're the a Bulls strange is not team. Sean McVay, they're a strange team. Cowboys I'm taking their under pick twenty six. Have them taking Dalton Kincaid. I don't know a ton about these tight ends, but I know Dak loves throwing to his tight ends. Seems, he just lost yeah, Dalton he Schultz. Seems like a guy who's going to be annoying. Yeah, he just look. I mean, he's literally his same his same name as Dalton Schultz. He just seems like a pretty <laughs> pretty replaceable. Guy. He looks like a guy that Jerry Jones would love too. Oh, definitely, definitely. Him and Michael Mayer are like the two top <laughs> tight ends. And Michael they Mayer's have... got some great hair. He does. Looking at that picture, he's got it's some fabulous hair. Right there. Yeah. So it's funny because I, when I hear Mayer, especially with an M, I think of Matthew Meyer, who's on Illinois, who does not have good hair. Matthew, Meyer. I'm gonna look one up one of the ugliest people I think I've ever seen. Oh God, and that's uh... the basketball player. <laughs> yeah, that guy's got horrendous hair. I actually caught him ugly to his face when they played it. <laughs> <laughs> he is ugly. That's a, that's a rough looking dude right there. All right, back to the mock draft. These guys. Either one of them I could see going. I think I love the tight the, the Bengals picking a tight end, just rounding out that wide receiver core with a great tight end. And they did get Irv Smith Jr., who I like, but he really hasn't panned out in the league very much. Uh just one of those names that you always remember. Um we have some Gino for MVP chance in the in the comments, by the way. Um anyways, they have them taking Zay Flowers, which they call a Tyler Lockett clone. So I I like it. Get some more help for Gino. They really need another receiver, though. Not really. They could use a third one, but yes, I don't know. Third receiver is growing trees. That's what I'm thinking. And it's also like you have two first round picks. You want them to be two home runs. You don't need them to be a third round or a third wide receiver. Anyways, um, the last two picks I wanted to go at were the last two picks in this mock draft. Where the Raiders trade up with Skip the Philadelphia over Cody Mosh? I, sure. You want to talk about Cody Mosh? You know I've anything about him? Cool. Oh, I've just seen like the comparison of him from his freshman year to his senior year. Yeah, and he loses both of his it's front teeth. It's one of the funniest things ever. So he used to be a tight end. He puts on 80 pounds and switches positions. Yeah, and became a, became a, a tackle. Or O-line... I, Oh, I don't know if he's a guard. Yeah, interior blocker, I guess. He can play all Tackle five hard. positions. All right, so he's trash. He can, fi- he can play all five positions on the line. He's garbage. All right. Let's, uh... Jack how, of all trades. Yeah, master of none. Stare master of, of none. none. <laughs> um, 
Anyways, the Raiders trading up to the 30th pick with the Philadelphia Eagles, and they have them taking Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. I don't see Hendon Hooker as a first-round talent, first-round quarterback. Um, He will miss some time because he got injured late against my mighty Gamecocks. It was a sad injury. We were whooping him the whole time. But he tore his ACL, so he'll be out for pretty much half the season. So I guess the Raiders are a good pick for it because you have Jimmy Garoppolo Mm -hmm. there. Uh, and what I hate, what I, what I love, but hate about this, this Raiders team is like, everyone's just projecting them quarterbacks or trading up to try to get a quarterback. And poor Jimmy hasn't even seen the field yet. Be in the same situation yep. as poor Jimmy is. just left San Francisco. Like finally, no one's breathing down my neck. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere where people want me. And the first thing everyone does is project him to take a quarterback. Yep. That does <laughs> He but that's kind of just like who he is. He's like, yeah, he's like he's, a better Brissett. Yeah, he's the stopgap. That was kind of his role. Yeah, right, yeah. he's the stopgap. Stopgap who is one good deep ball away from the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. A, a stop. A stopgap that you can win playoff games with. So that's an interesting pick. I I am curious to see where Hendon Hooker goes. He's a guy where if it was come second round and. All these quarterbacks, actually, let me finish my initial thought. Come second round, come third round, if he's still there, I would love the Pats to try to get him. I mean, they've already been taught, like, there's already been a bunch of Mac Jones rumors and stuff, but if he's going to sit the bench, there's no pressure for him to start anyways because he's got to get in, he's got to get healthy. So he goes, falls second round, third round. I would love to see the Pats take him out. But the thought that I was beginning and caught myself off is all these quarterbacks, there's always one in the late round where it's like, Oh, we're gonna. This guy's gonna go in the twenties to thirties. This guy's gonna go right at the end of the first round, and they never do. They always get projected. There's always all these hype about it. That there's there's one. There's always like it's it's every draft season. It's always like there's here's the top three or four guys, and then there's always someone who goes ah there's, there's one more that could sneak in the first round. There's always one more. They go in like the fifth. Yeah, and they go like yeah, they go in like the fifth round. Like I remember. Um, Jake, in, Fromm. Jake Fromm was like that. What's his name? Mason Rudolph was like that in the, the Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen yeah, draft where there right. was those top five guys. And then there's like, I liked Rudolph. <laughs> I remember there was like, and it's always like that last two picks. It's like, Oh, Mason Rudolph could go here. Don't, don't sleep <laughs> on it. And then he goes like three <laughs> rounds later. It's like that. Who? Malik Willis was like that last year. Yep, Malik Willis was like that last year. Although every quarterback was on there. Yeah, last year was a shit show. Last year, like there just weren't quarterbacks. No, exactly. Um, and then this last pick, the New York Giants, who traded down in this mock draft with the Chiefs that we talked about earlier for Jalen Hyatt, they get Cam Smith out of South Carolina. Versatile defender, out, can line up outside, inside, and... Solid pick for me. I think the Giant. That's a good pick for the Giants. Try to trade down, get more assets, build around Daniel Jones, build up that defense, and I think it's a solid pick. Like Cam Smith. Yeah, I like Cam Smith. It's the he, eye test. Yeah, the eye test passes. There. Yeah, he's good. Watching him, he it 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 does seem like he's kind of one of those big player bust type of guys, but mm-hmm. he he knows what he's doing out there. He's a ball hawk. He just needs to stay on his man a little bit more. 
and it'll be all right. All right, so that's that's the first round. Any picks that we skip that you want to talk about? I think it's funny the Ravens not picking a wide I receiver think we still. Almost that was another because like right in front of them, a receiver gets taken too. Yeah, it would be just like, a classic. Chargers really team. need Jordan Addison. Yeah. Nah, yeah, and then the Ravens are left without one. That, that uh, funny. that that would be hilarious. I mean, they the thing with the Ravens though, it's like, what do you? I like if I'm them, I'm taking a wide receiver and I'm telling Lamar. Go go screw yourself. You're playing with us. Um, you're yeah. you're gonna play on whatever, or or you're not gonna play at all this season. And we're gonna draft a guy. Imagine a couple rounds. I, that would suck. I mean, when Watson did it, it's like it just it sucks that we want to see the best talent out on the field. So yeah, I know. that would suck. But going Miles Murphy here at twenty pick twenty two. Get yourself a wide receiver, man. Your second wide receiver is Nelson Aguilar, and your first one is a <laughs> is a a first round pick that we've barely seen play. So, Shod. All right, the yeah, the bait man. All right, you got anything else for this mock draft? Oh, I mean, we'll have our own mock draft, of course, so we don't have to just talk about Chad's picks. <laughs> I think one of the one of the funnest things that we've done a podcast it's the the annual wise mock oh and that that is the one that we get the most uh feedback on every year so yeah. i'm excited to do it that'll be probably next friday a week from now be right before the draft it'll be on a friday where we don't have much to talk about so that'll be when our mock draft drops and get yourself hyped for it get yourself excited and now we're gonna end it off with a little bit of college corner because I got to go to a baseball game yesterday, Chris. Yeah. It kind of got storm delayed, though. So that sucks. Yeah. Do you so, guys have, like, a thunderstorm for 10 minutes? Yes. Yep. We got dumped on for a little bit, and then it was just fine. It was the classic, like, midsummer storm. It's April. Oh, wait. Is this? Oh, this is right now. Did they tie the second game? No, they're at the top of the ninth. It's tied right now. But you guys played on a Thursday. Yep, we played on a Thursday, and then it was supposed to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but because of intimate weather coming tomorrow, they decided to make it a doubleheader today. And they were spo- mm. they were gonna almost do a triple header because of this one, but we are. We're here. They we, they beat game one, pivotal game one, and uh, what was the final score? It was pretty high because we got it. We got a grand slam late in the game. Uh, I wish I got to see the rest of it. it we won thirteen to five. Great win over LSU. Great analysis. I know. I mean, so okay. At the <laughs> game, the game was a blast. The first inning, they they get a two ho- two run home run. Uh, they're up two nothing right in the first inning. The bottom of the first, then top of the second, LSU gets a run in. It's all right. We're we're still fending off, and then right before we leave, we get one more home run before the rain delay or the storm storm delay, and then sadly we went back and then just hung out and went downtown and watched it there. But sadly, we couldn't watch the rest of the game, and now the doubleheader tied up right now, top of the ninth. 
seven seven. So huge game. Dallas, you really good again? They're the number one team in the country. They're always good. Oh, okay. Their <laughs> their pitcher, he the, or at least the guy for pitching game one, he was pitching literally ninety nine every time. It was insane. Yeah. It was absolutely insane. It made our pitcher look like a chump. And but with those fastballs, it was basically we you just had to wait till one of those fastballs connected, and that's what South Carolina's game plan was. Was we're just gonna swing at these fastballs, mm. and when they connect. They will go out of the home, and that's what happened multiple times last night. So, is that better analysis for you, Chris? Yeah, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. It was all over the place at first. I yeah, you, I'm glad you called me out. I had to dial stuck it. Stuck the landing. Yeah, I'm glad I stuck the landing. All right. So, what else? What do you got? Two two more games today. I'll, we'll we'll see if we beat the number one team in the country. That'd be sweet. Yeah, be that'd be really cool. Um. Got our Big Ten home opener this weekend against Rutgers, so hopefully that's uh, easy pickings. I'm annoyed because the weather's like the weather's been great all week, and then the weekend comes and it's back like below sixty degrees. So wish it was like seventy for weekend games, but it's whatever. Uh, the big thing going on here is still transfer portal. We're just waiting on the Hunter Dickinson the Hunter saga. Dickinson saga, yeah. It's like, sweepstakes. It's just, yeah, it's just slowly, slowly building more in our favor. Um, there's a site. Do you know anything about the site on three? Yeah, your recruiting site. So they have they've projected him here. I don't okay. know who's making those projections? Um, but the insider information that I've read, my site that I won't publicize. Uh, basically began as this is a rumor that is almost certainly not to happen to there have been talks now and they could be one of the favorites All right. so in my mind it's guarantee <laughs> just makes too much sense it does we talked about it last I, episode and you're right the the hate for turgeon the the staying in big 10 um i think it would be a great addition to maryland and really help you guys out. Like he's an asshole. Like he wants to do. He wants to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He would be the biggest bad guy in the Big Ten. Yes, they would win the conference, <laughs> oh. and then win the tournament. That's not out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> they would be a top ten team going into the season. Hey, I, I it's hope. A matter of whether or not you can meet those expectations or not. But it would be like we would sell out every game. Uh, it would be an incredibly fun season. Even if he doesn't come, like we're still set up very nicely for next year. So there's no losing here. Other transfer stuff, not just Maryland. Speaking of Big Ten, Caleb Love is joining Michigan. So that surprised me because they've been such a dumpster fire. They got two guys today. They got Jordan, or, yeah, Caleb Love, and they also got um, some other guy from Seton Hall, I believe, to get to join them. Yeah, Seton Hall's yeah, Trey Jackson. Was, uh, I f- oh, I think Maryland was talking to him. But it, like Juwan Howard has been that he was completely falling apart there, especially when Dickinson entered. But, oh, and they got a guy from Bama. 
He's only a three star. But that kid, they've like already rebuilt the roster. Must be nice. <laughs> See, let's check out the the South Carolina page. Hey, hey, we got our two guys right now. So it's weird. Yeah, I was talking to forty third in the country in recruiting. I was looking at. I was talking to my uh, my insider info, which is just one of the team managers okay. on the basketball team, and he uh, he was saying that there, I don't. I guess it's a whole NCAA rule where you can't do visits. Like you have to do them like every other week. Like there's like a dead period mm. where you can't do visits and stuff. So apparently we're just stuck sure. in the the dead period right now, and we will get uh, once once that's over, we'll get some get some more guys. Yeah, that's all I got. There's no other news or rumors or anything. Sure. All right. Well, does that do it? Is that the pod? That's it. All right. Well, that turned pretty packed for an episode that we texted each other beforehand saying we have nothing to talk about. (laughs) That uh, that ended up pretty well. Thank you all for listening. Hope you all enjoy your weekends, and we'll see everybody on Tuesday. For for what? I don't know. Masters recap and really? what? Oh wait, no, not yet. Yeah, when we'll you see Mario, when you see Mario, I don't, know, I don't have tickets yet. All right, go see it over the weekend. Mm. We'll do a spoiler <laughs> spoiler talk for it. All right, well, thank you all for listening. We'll see everybody on Tuesday. Enjoy your weekend.